This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. All right, the title of my message is Lay Hold. <clears throat> and I got it from the, the verse out of, of 1 Timothy 6.12. It says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. And um, people think of eternal life being over there when we leave this place and get to heaven. Okay, that's eternal life. But eternal life is now. And it continues then as we go on uh, to our other to our home in heaven. But eternal life means a life that has quality, and we need that here. And uh, so we are to take possession of this life that, that Jesus has provided for us and enjoy it and walk in victory. And in the benefits of this life are immeasurable. He's, he has such a good left us such a good heritage here to uh, live life victoriously and have everything we need on this earth. But um, God is in our corner. When we fight a fight, it's a good fight because it's a fight we, we win. It's not a, a fight of dealing with things. This is a spiritual fight, dealing with an enemy that's been defeated. So God's in our corner. He's cheering us on. He's letting us know that I'm with you. You can make it. I've given you everything that you need to succeed. So uh, know that. He's, uh, he's there. He's going to help us, help us all through these battles we go through. And if you have a sickness that you have, uh, are dealing with, there's a battle uh, that you have to fight. But uh, as I said, thank the Lord. The Lord has, has won the victory for us. And uh, he shows us what our responsibility is. And we do have one. But it's not difficult to gain and to attain the healings that he has for us. It's not a hard thing. He didn't make it hard. I want us to turn to 1 John 3, 8. It says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Purpose is the reason for which someone exists. So this is the purpose that Jesus came to the earth for, to destroy the works of the devil. And we certainly know that sin is a part of that because that was a huge reason that, that this earth needed to be helped because of sin. But when sin came into the world, all these other gross things came in with it, and that was sickness was, a, was included in that. But Jesus came and was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. The word destroy means to undo and to loose. So he has undone and loosed the works of the devil over our lives. It's a settled fact. It's accomplished already. And it's, up, it's our place to find out how to use our faith to uh, lay hold of what he has provided. Lay hold of healing for our bodies. And uh, this is what we're going to study about tonight. And I believe by the end of this lesson, you are going to be encouraged to do just that. To lay hold of what's yours and take it. That's, what it, that's part of laying hold. It's taking what Jesus has provided for us. Uh, Jesus loosed sickness from us, and we see that in 1 Peter 2.24. I'm not going to turn there. There's too many scriptures to turn to, so I'm just going to mention some of them. 1 Peter, Peter 2.24, Peter was looking back at what took place at Calvary, and he says, by his stripes you were healed. He put it in the past tense. You were healed there. You were loosed from sickness there. 
So um, be encouraged. You can be free now because he has already accomplished it for us. He's already gained it for our possession. It is to be ours. It's our responsibility to lay hold. I like that word. Lay hold, one of the words, uh, one of the definitions is to seize. And to me, that's a very aggressive word. Seize it. This is mine. I'm going to take it. And I thought of little kids at Christmas when they know that something is theirs. It's under the tree. It has their name on it. Nobody else is going to get that. And that's mine. And I'm going to take it and, and I'm not going to... Uh, let anybody else have this. And for your own personal uh, lives, there is a healing for you, for everything that you may need healing for. Everything. There is nothing that is not, that is not available for you to walk free from. God is so good. First John uh, 5, 4, we're right there in John, so let's just turn over. Verse 4 says, for whatever, and you could say, Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So this is how we're going to attain what is ours when we lay hold of it. We're going to use our faith to draw it to us, to bring it to us and make it our personal possession because it already belongs. We've just got to take it as our own. And we see those things in life. Sometimes there's something that belongs to us and it's legally ours, but we have to do something to go pick it up or go uh, access it and to, make, and to bring it into our possession. And it's the same way with this spiritually. We do it with our faith and we take it to make it very personal and make it ours. But this is the victory. I love that word, victory. Everybody wants to win. Everybody, my husband watches sports, and boy, you know, some in sports, some got to lose and some got to win, but, uh, you know, it's sad when it's the agony of defeat, but it's the thrill of victory. We don't got to lose. We can always win. Victory's ours, and we can always have that thrill of victory. It's, it's a joyous, joyous thing to receive a healing and see the symptoms just melt away just melt away. They were there, and then they're not. And that's what faith does, and that's what the power of God will do with our faith. Um, <clears throat> Jesus uh, mentioned the faith of individuals in, in scriptures, and I, we went over one last week, and so we'll just turn back over there, refresh you with it. Because he didn't tell these people, my power made you whole, which it did. He said, but your faith did it. Your faith did it, and that's what released the power to come and do a work in their bodies and change the situation in their lives. Matthew 9. This is the woman with the issue of blood. We have taught about her often in healing class. But um, she just said she was using her faith. She was pressing in. And uh, she said and began to say within herself. And then uh, she also said, I think she spoke it out verbally too. Uh, if I can touch his garment, I shall be made well. Verse 22 said Jesus turned around. And when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. So that's what did it. The faith that she 
demonstrated, they acted upon, took that healing and that power flowed into her and she had a, an instant healing. And sometimes you will and sometimes you won't. Doesn't matter. When you take it, it's there and it's yours and it will work itself out to where there's freedom from whatever symptom you're dealing with. Verse 29 as well. This is um, the blind, a blind man that uh, came to Jesus, and Jesus asked him if he believed that he was able to heal him, and he said, yes, Lord. Verse 29 says, and then he touched their eyes and uh, said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So it was, again, according to their faith. So I don't know if you got these written down last week in the dark, but I'm going to mention to you again. Um, you can just write these down and look these up yourself. Matthew 15, 28. Mark 10:52 and then Luke 17:19. These are all when he's, he uh, recognizes your faith according to your faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. So faith was the, the, the factor here that Jesus talked about and, and uh, made them aware of. It's because you believed me and uh, you had an action there because faith has to has a, have a corresponding action. Sometimes it can be your words, but other times it needs to be a movement um, that I know the, um, the ten lepers, when they came, um, he said, go show yourself to the, to the priest. And they turned and left. Well, that was an action of them believing that when they showed themselves to the priest, that their leprosy would be gone. And then the one came back and, and thanked the Lord. And he said, uh, your, your faith has made you whole. So um, there again, there's some action. Sometimes there'll be some movement on your part physically. Sometimes it's just your words. You can start with that. Always it will be your words. Always you need to proclaim your healing with your words. <laughs> But then sometimes there will be some other things that you can do to demonstrate that you truly believe that you've received your healing. I talked about last week about faith and trust and believe. I'm just going to, because they're so important, I'm just going to go over them just briefly again. Faith is a firm conviction, convinced of something. Trust is confidence. that You can depend on someone or something. And then believe means to be firmly persuaded, like there's no doubt. I have no doubt. And this is all back to the scriptures. We've, we have faith in the scriptures. We trust them. We have confidence. We believe. And that is, uh, that's how we make our, take our stand of faith, how uh, our, con our being convinced, our being uh, depending on, on this word to do what it said it would do because God's faithful. He's not a man that he should lie. I just wrote these little comments down, and they may help you. Like, I'm convinced of the truth of God's word, so there's the faith. I know I can depend on the truth of God's word. There's the trust. And then I do not doubt the truth of God's word. There's the belief. So all of these are very important to uh, have as a part of your, your mindset about faith. Just kind of, you know, check, okay, am I truly convinced? Am I, am I really um, persuaded? Am, am I really, uh, really just um, 
making sure that my, my heart is, uh, doesn't have any doubt about any of this. I mean, you have to make sure that you are in faith. You have to make sure that you're doing what you, you are required to do to receive what God has for you. <clears throat> I used to go around my house just out of the blue. I'd say, God's word is true, and I believe it. Just God's word is true, and I believe it. I was hearing myself say that, and the faith in God's word began to really be so real to me. God's word is true, and I believe it. And so you're just talking yourself, you're coaching yourself with the scriptures uh, into faith. We can do that. We are, the Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. So speaking is such a big part of, of uh, our faith and expressing our faith. I believe, therefore I speak. When, uh, when you're reading the healing scriptures, you say it as you're reading them. This is true and I believe it. This is God's word and I believe it. You're hearing yourself say these things, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You speak a scripture, and that's the truth, and that's going to put faith in you, but speaking it is making you hear it over and over and over. The, the, um, I don't know if you've ever heard the term, but Christianity is a great confession. It's what we say is, is what determines what our lives are going to look like. James talks about that. Our tongues are like the rudder on a ship or the bridle on, the, on a horse. It's going to turn our lives. As you continue to say, this word is true and I believe it. This healing scripture is true and I believe it. This, this word, and you can say the scripture out verbally, I believe this. This is true. This is mine. It belongs to me. You are coaching yourself with faith, uh, faith uh, positive words. And it's, working in your, uh, it's doing a work in you. It's a spiritual thing, and it's doing a work in you. So uh, we just keep doing those things. We just keep repetitive and do it again and again and again. Repetition is so important with our faith. It's so important for us to get a scripture and to meditate it and speak it and love it and believe it and embrace it and make it such a valuable, important part of our lives. That's what this is all about. It's not just hearing it once and saying, oh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> That's just, uh, it's not going to stay. It's not going to stand. You may do that for a few days, but to get this in you, you've got to be conscientious about this, about speaking the word, getting those healing scriptures in you. Just continuing to say, this is mine, and I believe it. 2 Corinthians 4.13, let's turn there. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. We believe and we speak. We believe when a, when a pain hits us, let's believe and speak. I've received healing and it's working in me. Uh, I've received it. It's mine. Uh, this is mine. God's word is true, and I believe it. This scripture that I'm standing on is true, and I'm not letting go of it. I've laid hold of it. I've seized it. It's mine. And the enemy's not going to win. He's not going to take it from me. And just be so determined. This is what I'm going to do from now until <coughs> everything's off of me that's supposed to be gone. And don't quit. We're not quitters. We're not quitters. That's one thing that's always bothered me is wimpy Christians. <laughs> I just, bothers me. 
<laughs> Don't be wimpy. You are in healing class. <laughs> this place is wimp-free. You may not. We, we've got to be strong, people. We have got to be strong. The devil is serious. He wants to take you down. But if we do what God says, and if we grab hold and lay hold and seize what's ours, what Jesus has accomplished for us, we're going to win, and we're going to give the devil a black eye every time he, see us get, he sees us get up in the morning, and he's going to go, oh, no, here they come again. I believe he's going to be bruised, uh, and he deserves it. Uh, Romans 10, 8 and 10. This is used for uh, salvation, which is certainly true, but uh, it's for life. It's, it's something that applies to um, uh, how we conduct our lives. It, it's something that we can use in other areas as well. Verse 8 on uh, Romans 10, it says, But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And as you're speaking the word and as you're meditating the word, it's going to get in your heart. And then you're going to continue to speak it. And you're going to speak it in faith. You might start speaking it rotely, but then you're going to start speaking in faith. And that's when you're going to see a difference. That's when things are going to change. It's the word of faith. It goes on to say that is the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus or Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with a heart man believes into righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. But we could say with a heart one believes unto righteousness which is righteousness is the quality of being right, is conformity to the revealed word of God. So, we can use this for healing or any other need of your life. With a heart, I believe, unto righteousness, into God's revealed will to me. And his revealed will, will comes out of this word. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is deliverance. It's preservation. It's provision. It's safety. It's healing. Everything we need is in that word in what Jesus did, salvation. With a mouth, confession is made unto our healing. Are you getting it? Are you seeing it? That's my prayer. That's my prayer, that the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, that any dark area in your life concerning healing is moved out of the way and that you see it clearly. I see it. I've got it. And I'm going to have it. That is my prayer. Healing is the will of God. And last week I mentioned um, the suitcase on the conveyor belt. It was just so loud. <laughs> it was so bold. It wasn't a psychedelic. It, it was primary colors. It was yellows and reds and blues and greens, and it was just stood out like a sore thumb. But it was there was not any denying that this was theirs. This was their their uh, luggage, and that's how it is in the word in the Word of God with healing scriptures. There and healing. Uh, accounts in scripture they're all over the place god wants us healed not only what we're doing in here we're teaching you how to get your healing by faith and you'll need it all your all your life 
but there are other means that God has provided because it's, it's loud in Scripture. It's very, very bold. Laying on of hands is a way to, for people to receive healing. Being anointed with oil and, pr- and the prayer of pray, faith prayed over you is a means for you to get healing. The gifts of healings in Corinthians talks about uh, the, uh, the, there are uh, those spiritual gifts that people can minister, the, the healing to p- other people. Agreement in prayer, healing. Uh, I see this healing scripture. Would you agree with me that every symptom leave me because this is mine? I mean, all of these avenues lead to wholeness. This is what the Lord wants so much uh, for his people. Uh, as I was just um, spending time meditating on this message, <clears throat> thinking about what Jesus did for us so that we could be free from sickness and disease and, and early death, you know. We should live out our full lives on this earth. That's his will for each and every one of us. In health, you know, <laughs> full health. But his word is his will, and this the healing is his will all through scriptures. And um, I mentioned in Ecclesiastes 3.3, 3, there's a time to heal, which is now. I looked that word up. I looked time up, and it said now. I loved that. Uh, Exodus 15.26 said, I am the Lord that heals you. And I think it's so interesting uh, when he told Moses to, to tell uh, the people um, that he was going to bring them out of the, of the of Egypt. And Moses said, well, who, who should I say is, what is your name? that sent me, what, what shall I say that your name is? And he said, I am that I am. He said, tell them I am sent you. <laughs> and that includes, that's all. I am. I am everything you need. I am everything you desire. I am everything you want. I am. And he is still today. He hasn't changed. And God's love wants captives set free. Psalm 103 uh, three says, he heals all of your diseases. Psalm uh, 107.20. I'm just going to go over these real quickly because I mentioned these last week. He sent his word and healed. There's that word, that powerful word. Uh, Proverbs 4.22 says, For they, his words, are life to all that find him and health to all their flesh. In Jeremiah 32.27, he said, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Some things may take a little bit longer to fight that fight of faith, but it doesn't mean that God's not with you, that he's not helping you, that he's not right there. As long as you stay in faith, oh, there's things going on in the realm of the spirit. Some things may take a little longer, but don't give up. Just stay with the word, stay believing, stay thankful. Thank you, Lord. Healing's working in me. I've laid hold of it, and it's working in me, and I'm so thankful that I will see Everything that is a negative in my body lift off. And then, um, I'm going to weep over this one. In Isaiah 53, it's our beautiful Isaiah 53 scripture. This one touches my heart so. We teach from here so often. Uh, Verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne, or he lifted off our sickness, our griefs, and carried our sorrows, our pain. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So everything he did, he did for you and me. Everything he did. 
so we could have peace, so we could have freedom, so we could have a good life on this earth. By his stripes, the blows that cut in, that wounded him so horribly, he did it for your healing. Uh, And this took place at the cross. This was Isaiah seeing into the future. And then Peter looked back and said, I saw it. I was there. I saw it. And he did. He witnessed it visually. Um, Isaiah just saw it uh, in the realm of the spirit. But Peter saw it. He said, you were. You were healed at that place. Uh, In Matthew 8... 16 and 17. I just, I've, that scripture in Isaiah 53 has brought me through so much, so much sickness, so many times that uh, this is the scripture I stood on, that one in, uh, in 1 Peter 2 24, and then this one right here in uh, Matthew 8. Verse 16, it said, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. Don't you love it? Just took a word. And he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He was, he was fulfilling Isaiah 53. And that's what he did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you want to be just have a season of focusing on the goodness of his uh, provision of healing. Go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's so much, uh, especially Matthew has so many scriptures uh, about Jesus ministering healing. And that was such a big part of his earth ministry. In the book of Acts, we're not going to any of them, but their healing ministry, um, were healings were ministered by the apostles and um, James and Peter and 3 John, all of them bring out scriptures about healing. And, um, and the Lord says in, in um, Malachi, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. So he's doing the same thing today. I want to go to Acts 17. Verses 5 and 6. I'm sorry, wrong, wrong one. Uh, no, it's not Acts. Did I say Acts 17? I'm sorry. Um, yes, it is Acts 17, but it's, I was giving you the wrong verses. Verse 10 in Acts 17. So then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness or eagerness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. They were called noble. They searched the scriptures daily. Do you think that's some good advice for us? <laughs> That's a very honorable thing. Being noble is being honorable. Uh, and that's how they were, they were viewed because they just search the scriptures themselves. I'm telling you scriptures and I'm giving you things and I'm telling you things. Search the scriptures yourself daily, daily. 
You have to have that faith food every day. Good faith food is going to encourage you. It's going to build your faith. going to nourish your spirit. We are to be nourished by the word of God. And that's, it. you're not going to be strong spiritually without nourishing yourself daily on the truths of the word of God. Other good teachings, I know uh, Derek has a class with, uh, I think, Keith Moore's uh, faith school. That's an excellent place to go to uh, just have your faith fed. Reading good good uh, books on uh, um, that make sure they're word based <laughs> that will encourage your faith and reading testimonies and these things are faith food and they'll continue to um, feed your faith and keep you strong so that you can continue on into the end of that fight of faith that you're in. I like daily, uh, just every day, day in and day out. I, I saw. I don't know where I saw this, but it's seven days without the word makes one W-E-A-K. Instead of seven days makes a week, this is seven days without the word makes one W-E-A-K. So, um, yeah, it happens that you will get weak if you don't stay consistent. It's the strong spirit of man that will sustain him in sickness. That's Proverbs 18:14 in the Amplified Bible the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in sickness or bodily, I think it says bodily pain. All right, let's go to um, Ephesians 6, another instruction. You know, when we have things in the Word that tell, give us an instruction, we are supposed to do it. We are supposed to heed and obey and do all that we can to see it fulfilled in our lives. James 1.22 says we, have to be, we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. If we're just hearers, we're going to deceive ourselves. So we take what we hear and we, we apply it. We, we're obedient um, to what it says. Now, this is talking about the armor of God. Ephesians 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. Power. That word power. There are several power words in scripture. One is, is dunamis, which is my very favorite because it means dynamite. It means, you know, here's God. <laughs> he just showed up and boy, there's power involved there. And uh, that's wonderful. There's another one that means authority, which is excellent too. It gives us the authority, the power to do things in his name. That's the authority he left us over the, all the works of the devil. Ah, oh, praise God he did that. But this power means strength to reign. Don't you like that? Strength to reign. That's a different power word. And this is what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to reign. He wants us to win. He wants us to succeed. He does not want the enemy to have uh, any say-so in our affairs. He just doesn't. <laughs> You know, he's an enemy of, of God, and he's our enemy. He's our adversary. Recognize that. The strength to reign. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against, and that word means resist, the wiles or the uh, schemes of the devil. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We are in a warfare. We're in a spiritual warfare. We are. Some people don't like that thought. I do. I like it because I know we're in the winning team. We are in an army that cannot lose because the, 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 the foe is already taken care of. I mean, wouldn't that be good news if you, you enlisted in an army and say, okay, we have this battle to fight, but I have to tell you, <laughs> the enemy's already taken care of. All you have to do is march in and take the land. And that's what we have. Isn't that amazing? Wow, what the Lord has done for us. Beautiful. <clears throat> Verse 13 says, "Take, therefore take up, up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the day of the evil, having done all to stand. So we have stand against, withstand, stand. That's the third time. And verse 14, stand therefore. So he wants us to stand. <laughs> and that word again means, let me read the definition. This is out of the, the Hebrew, I mean out of the Greek. It means to vigorously oppose, bravely resist. Stand face to face against an adversary, standing your ground. Okay, we don't have another choice. This is what we got to do. We got to stand. And you can't face the enemy and say, oh, well, "I don't want to do this." I'm, no, if you don't, he's going to run you down. So just make up your mind. This is what we need to do. But we need to have the whole armor of God. He's provided for us, and this is what we. This, he tells us about it right here. Verse 14 says, having, your, having girded your waist with truth. I like uh, what one minister says, that the girdle of truth, he said, everything else kind of hangs on to it. It's the truth is right around the center, the girdle of truth. He said, everything else of the armor is kind of attached to it in some way. So the truth, you know, if you know the truth, it's going to make you free. So that's a good place to start with our armor. Okay, we've got this. The truth is is what we base our lives on. As Christians, as believers, what God has said. And that's all that matters to us because this is what we're going to stay with. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, and that is the, uh, the revealed will of God, conformity to the revealed will of God. We saw that earlier. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I like what the uh, International Children's Bible says about that. Gospel of peace. It says, and on your feet wear the good news of peace to help you stand strong. Isn't that good? That's simple. Help you stand strong. Peace is well-being. It is wholeness and completeness. So it's all there. Don't we have an amazing, an amazing life? We really have an amazing life with God. He hadn't left anything uncovered. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So we have that shield of faith that we're talking about, that the enemy tries to penetrate our lives. We hold up the shield of faith and say, no, 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 you may not. You're not allowed because you're the defeated foe. And I have victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. His word says this, by the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. So I'm standing on that word. I have embraced that word. I've laid hold of that healing. It belongs to me. And I'm refusing to allow you, enemy, to tell me anything that's going to discourage me, that's going to 
uh, wound me in any way, I refuse it. Hold it up, the shield of faith, and say no, no. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. That's just, that's, that sets upon our mental area to where we realize what we have in Christ. I mentioned earlier deliverance, protection, preservation, um, healing, and, uh, you know, a future with God. Hey, Whew. it's complete. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Remember what Jesus did when he was tempted by the enemy on the, uh, when he came down from the Mount of Temptation. I mean, as he was on the Mount of Temptation. He, he kept saying the devil would throw something at him and tempt him, and he said, it's written. And the devil would shut up. He'd give him something else. He said, it is written. And he'd shut up, and he would give him something else. He said, it is written. So every time he defeated him with what? The word, the sword of the spirit, it is written. And this is what you're going to do. Fighting your fight of faith where your healing's concerned. Get that sword out and say, nope, it's written. Get your scripture out and say, this is what it says. I believe this. This is true. I've received what God has for me. And you're not taking it from me, devil. You have to bow your knee. You're the one that has to bow its knee. You have to stop. You have to desist in your maneuvers against me because I'm telling you in Jesus' name that you are being resisted and you, have, you are being stood against and you have to flee. I'll, have to, I'll read you a scripture there. Let's go to First um, Peter 5, 8, and 9. Verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, wa devil walks around about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith. Resist him. There's that word stand. Resist. Resist. Don't turn your back and run. Be bold. Face him. Face him head on and say, mm -mm. I know the word. I know what I believe. And I'm not backing down. So you're going to have to. Let's look at another one in James. Verse 6 in James 4 says, He gives more grace, therefore he resists the proud and gives, gives grace to the humble. That grace is an impartation of some of God to help you uh, do what you need to do with the difficult things of life. So humble yourself before the Lord and receive his grace for everything you need that's difficult because it's an impartation of, who, of, of uh, his power, of his ability, of his strength. Don't do this without God. You know, just depend on him and trust him and say, I am grace. I need some grace for this. I need grace, Lord. This is tough. And he knows that. I need your strength. He told, he told Peter, I mean, he told uh, Paul, and Paul said, this uh, thorn in the flesh is bothering me. And Jesus basically, thorn in the flesh was not a sickness. It was a messenger of Satan. It was something that the enemy just was harassing him with and hindering him with. 
And he said, help me. I'm just, I don't, you know, this is tough. <laughs> and Jesus had basically told him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, take advantage for what you have in, in me. My grace says that you are strengthened to deal with whatever it is that's harassing you. And we're the ones that have to take authority over the enemy. Jesus isn't going to come down and, and say, get away from them. You have to take authority over him and say, no, you may not do this. You are not going to win. I can't tell you the times I've gotten in his face and told him that. You're not going to win. You're defeated. How can a defeated foe win? Your works are destroyed. How can that work in my life? Because I'm loosed from it. So take these scriptures I'm giving you and meditate on them and get them so solid in you that when the devil shows his ugly head, you have an arm, you are armed with and equipped with what you need to fight this fight and win every time, not just in what you're dealing with now. I'm 75 years old, so I know there's more down the road for you to have to deal with because the devil's not going to stop and say, oh, you know, I'm just going to leave them alone totally. No, he won't do that. I like what Alan says all the time. He says he's talked about somebody saying, would you make the devil leave me alone? He said, okay, Lord, take them. Take them to heaven. And he said, no, I don't want to die. And he said, well, that's what's going <laughs> to, the devil's not going to leave you alone. You are God's child and he hates you. But guess what? We hate him too. It's okay to hate the devil. And we can treat him like that, like a defeated foe and like somebody who is so mean and so evil that we can stand and not be, not be ashamed of being very determined to put him on the run. But that verse 7 in James 4 says, Therefore, when, when you humble yourself before the Lord, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will flee from you as you resist him. That word flee means to run from you as in terror. So he's afraid of us. We should not be afraid of him. So resist. Resist him. Okay, I'm trying to find my place in my notes here. Um, okay. <clears throat> See yourself as a soldier. See yourself with armor. See yourself with weapons to fight a fight of victory. See yourself that way. Because God says that's what we have and that's what we are. But um, laying hold of your healing. I, I love that phrase. Lay hold on that quality of life. And being very thankful that you have it, whether you feel like it or not, whether it looks like it or not, you've done everything that you know to do according to scripture. And then you just rest in God. The Bible says there's a faith rest. In Hebrews 4, it talks about the rest of faith. That means you're not anxious. You're not twisting your hands and not worrying and concerned. Oh, I wonder if this is working. No. You trust the word. You trust your faith. I've done what I know to do, Father, and I know you're at work. I've done my part, and God does his part. He's faithful to do it. And the Lord gave me this phrase, and I think it's one that, um, is, that, that really makes it clear. He said, don't lay down, lay hold. We don't lay down and let the devil walk on us. No, we're God's kids. Oh, my. 
lay hold of what belongs to you. Father, I thank you so much for what you've provided for us in your word. Thank you so much, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Jesus, for taking those stripes upon your back and getting our healing for us. You defeated the enemy. You, you made a show of him openly. You triumphed over him when you went down into the pit of hell and you rose victorious over hell, death, and the grave. And you, you get, get, got authority uh, to give to us all authority is given to us to deal with him, and we're not afraid of him. No, no, we're not afraid of him. We are bold in you, and we take what you've gained for us and what you, so, what you went through, so, such a difficult thing you went through for us to be free, and we thank you for that. And as we go through um, the rest of our days, we will continually lay hold and seize what is ours and take our healing every time and walk in victory because you've made us to be overcomers in this life and we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.